All right, we are breaking down the Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis of it all. Tom Sandoval getting banned from his own restaurant and an update on Todd and Julie. You're listening to No Filter with Zach Peter, your go-to source for all the latest pop culture and reality TV tea. Surf fresh three times a week. Now, let's dive in. I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend. I hope your week is off to a great start. I am feeling good. I've officially decided uh, to start watching Sex in the City for the first time ever because, like, I, what the second season of and just like that wrapped. I got my hair bleached, um, and we watched the full first season and started the second season. And I have so many thoughts and feelings. I that's the first scripted show I've watched in a minute. I'm excited for the morning show to return. Um, excited for American Horror Story. Lots, lots to, to to get into. But I just wanted to say, I was watching Carrie Bradshaw's life, and I was like, <sighs> first, I, I'm learning a lot about Sex and the City. I'll just say that because um, Carrie, yeah. But season two, maybe maybe we'll do a deep dive into into Sex and the City. We'll do a rewatch, maybe like for members only, or maybe that'll be our Tuesday weekly weekly recap on YouTube. But. Whatever we'll get in. We're, we're, we have a lot to get into today. Uh, outside of my, I was trying to share how my weekend was, and I went on a tangent. I apologize, but we are going to talk about the Danny Masters, or not so much the Danny Masterson stuff, but about the heat that Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis are facing. We'll get into the Chrisleys because they are getting out of. They're locked up. They won't let them out, but now they're going. They're going to let them out and let them out early. The, the Chrisleys are getting an early prison release, and we'll get into some Vanderpump stuff. But before that, let's get into a few tidbits of tea really quickly. First up, Raquel Levis has made her return to Instagram. Okay, she is back. She's like, the B is back. Like Kristen Cavallari when she returned to the hills, or Bethany when she came back to Real Housewives of New York and she was in season seven. And she's like, if you, I'm not a housewife, but I am real. And so Rocky Rocky Bang Bang went on her Instagram and she posted like an Instagram reel of her like in the meadows or like in some garden in the secret garden. I don't know. She's used to being in secret gardens. She's back and she's in a garden. Like this is where she needs to be frolicking in a meadow like Bambi, not on reality television, like Hollywood reality TV just weren't the lane for her. So I'm glad that she was able to stop and smell the roses. Good for her. American Horror Story dropped their trailer, and Kim Kardashian is in it with Emma Roberts. And was it Cara Delevingne? It looks good. I've never watched American Horror Story, and I actually think I'm very invested. I think I want to watch it. I think I'm, I'm like, actually very much interested. I don't know if anybody's ever watched or if you recommend it, but... I thought Kim Kardashian looked like a great actress. She looks like, it, it looks like there's like some cult, some like baby cults. Emma Roberts wants to have a baby and Kara and Kim are like part of this like inner like vampire ring, spider ring where they there's all these like spider webs and they're trying to steal her baby. Listen, I will watch them try to steal her baby. I didn't, I never watched American Horror Story because I was always like super scared because I don't like scary things, but I feel like I've gotten a lot braver. You know, I just had to, to watch... <laughs> A scary alligator from the swamp spread lies about me on the internet. So I feel like I can handle anything. Um, But anyway, American Horror Story returns to Fox September 20th, which is also right in line with when the Kardashians are returning to Hulu for their next season. So I feel like that was convenient timing on Hulu's part. Because I believe you can stream it next day on Hulu. 
I think we should actually give it a try. The premiere's on the 20th. Maybe we'll have a watch party. Maybe we'll have a talk party after the watch party. But I'm here for it. Also, I just did a live stream with Femme Taro over the weekend on her YouTube channel. It's Femme Taro. We dive into the Carl Radke cheating rumors, saying that he like impregnated some woman. And then we also dive into the Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner divorce. And we touch on the Heather versus Jeff beef again. We have Donna Bowling from Daily Dose of Donna. She was on the live stream as well. It's on Femme Taro's YouTube channel. So we get into that. She reads the tarot cards and we talk shit. So you can go and tune into that if you want. Okay, let's get into the meat of it. Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis, Under Fire. So it came out that Ashton and Mila wrote character letters for Danny Masterson. They co-starred in that 70s show. So they spent many years working together on set of that 70s show. I believe, so they just launched, what was it, that 90s show on Netflix. They had like a reboot series where a lot of the old previous actors came back and made cameos. Danny was not part of it because obviously he's been in this whole scandal since charges were first brought against him back in 2020. Okay. Well... In these character letters that Ashton and Mila each wrote and submitted to the judge, they praise Danny for the man that they claim that they've known for the last 25 years. Ashton even wrote that he doesn't believe that Danny is any further threat to society. This caused a lot, a lot of backlash and fans are dragging them. The Internet's dragging them. The media's dragging them. And this led them to release a video addressing all of the heat. And I just want to say it was a fucking weird video. It looked like, I don't know, the Church of Scientology was holding them hostage and like making them do this. It was very strange. Uh, but real quickly to, to recap the Masterson case. So Danny Masterson was sentenced to 30 years in prison after being convicted of two charges of, for- of rape by force. At first, I rem- when this, I, I didn't follow the Masterson case very closely. And when this first came out and they first released their video, I watched their little Instagram video. They turned the comments off on Instagram, understandably. But I watched their video and I thought that these were character letters about his possible innocence. I thought that they had wrote these letters originally when he was on trial and they were trying to figure out whether or not he really did commit these crimes. And so I was like, okay, maybe it's possible that they're just uh, defending their friend, right? Like maybe he told them he's not guilty and they believe him and like, you know, putting myself in that shoes. If I knew somebody for 25 years and they were such an upstanding citizen and had great character and they came to me and they were so confident in their innocence, would I believe them considering we have a 25-year friendship? And I think that's a really tough position to be in because obviously you want to believe the victims, but you also want to believe this person that you know and you want to believe that they are the person that you think they are, okay? After diving into it more, these were not letters about trying to, you know, convince the judge of Danny's possible innocence. These were letters of them requesting less prison time. They wanted the judge to be a little more lenient on Danny, acknowledging that he committed these crimes and acknowledging that he had been convicted of rape and was now facing 30 years behind bars, 30 to life behind bars. They knew or will at least understood that he was convicted and he was is guilty and going to prison. They just wanted the judge to be a little lenient on him. Okay, they wanted the judge to, you know, not give him the full prison sentence, citing that he has a daughter and his daughter is going to need her father and that he has a wife and his wife, you know, her health is at risk. And she has a kidney and the kid, her body might reject the kidney and all of this stuff, right? There are all these different reasons. And to be clear, it wasn't just Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. There were other 
that 70s show actors, other actors and industry people that he had worked with previously. I believe he even got like police officers and and, um, fire department officers to also write letters on his behalf. His family and friends were all coming to his defense. They all went really hard asking for a reduced sentence. And ultimately, he was found guilty in May. He was taken into custody as a flight risk. And so this is now just coming off the official sentencing, which happened um, a few days ago. This was his sentencing hearing where the judge had to deliver her decision in terms of prison time that she felt was appropriate given these rape charges that occurred between, I believe, 2001 and 2003. So these did happen about 20 years ago at his house Listen, they all claim that he's a different man. He's a changed man, whatever. He still committed a crime, and I believe you still have to be held accountable for crimes that you have committed. I believe in our our judicial system. I believe they did their due diligence. I believe, you know, he had his right to stand trial, and this was the verdict. This is what it came down to, right? The original trial, because he was tried twice. The original trial was left with a hung jury. Then they had the retrial, and this is where he was found guilty on two of the three counts. So there were three counts of rape uh, that they were, uh, three charges of rape that they were trying him for. Ultimately, the third one, I believe, also had a hung jury. Like, the jury couldn't make a decision on the third count, but at least for the first two, he was convicted and he was found guilty. So the videos that Ashton and Mila released, I thought that they were fucking weird. They looked like they had been filmed under duress. It looks like they were just trying to do damage control. Neither of them looked like they wanted to even talk about this or address any of this, probably because neither of them thought that any of this would come out. Like, I think they thought, okay, well, we'll write these letters It'll stay quiet. Otherwise, they knew that they would get backlash for this. Like, if they knew that this was going to come out publicly, even if he did get a reduced sentence, they would have been known as two of the people that were responsible for helping him get a reduced sentence. It's just wild to me that they, like, I mean, it's like, I get wanting to support your friend. I get wanting to be there for your friend. But it's just like, but you know he's now been found guilty. Beyond a reasonable doubt, he's been found guilty of not just one account of rape, but two. There are two very clear instances. Now, his attorney is appealing this decision, and his legal team feels very confident that they'll win the appeal on a number of errors, which I also find strange. It's like, I don't know if I would want to win an appeal based off of errors, because at that point, like, errors don't mean you didn't do it right? Errors just mean that there was a clerical issue. Errors just mean that maybe they, you know, didn't reveal a piece of evidence the way that they were supposed to, or they didn't obtain this piece of evidence in the correct way or whatever the case may be. It's unclear what those errors are or what grounds they think they're going to win their appeal on, but it's still like, it's, you're, you've still been found guilty. Again, two trials, two different counts. The third, they didn't find you guilty on. So that, you know, there wasn't a unanimous guilty verdict for the third one. So I get that, you know, that, okay, this one wasn't clear enough, but there are two more cases that were clear. Now, Christina Ritchie, she's an actress. Um, She was recently in Wednesday, the Netflix series about Wednesday Adams. She played the, the redheaded teacher 
she also was originally she originally played Wednesday Adams back in one of the older Adams family movies. But so she's spoken out and I think of everyone she's had the best response because I know a lot of actors and a lot of people are speaking out and they're trashing Ashton. But I think Christina Ritchie really summed it up best. So I'll read you the statement. She posted this on her Instagram story. She wrote. So sometimes people we have loved and admired do horrible things. They might not do these things to us, and we only know who they were to us, but that doesn't mean they didn't do the horrible things, and to discredit the abused is a crime. I don't think she means a literal crime. I think she is speaking figuratively. She continues, People we know as awesome guys can be predators and abusers. It's tough to accept, but we have to. If we say we support victims, women, children, men, boys, then we must be able to take this stance. Unfortunately, I've known lots of awesome guys who were lovely to me and have proven to be abusers privately. I've also had private experience with this. Believe victims. It's not easy to come forward. It's not easy to get a conviction. He was convicted on two charges, two counts. Let's be very clear about that. I think what she said summarized it perfectly. That's the hard part. And I think, you know, I can't imagine being in a position like that where it is your friend and you believe them to be one way, but then you find out that they've committed these terrible things and that there was possibly, allegedly, a cover-up related to the Church of Scientology. I don't believe Ashton and Mila are part of the Church of Scientology. It's unclear, what I mean, there are many details and I'm sure many layers to their friendship that we'll never be privy to. But regardless, this man has been charged and convicted. He's going to prison. I mean, 30 years to life is a very long time for crimes that you committed over 20 years ago. But still, like, the reality of the situation is the reality of the situation, you know? It's just, I I can imagine it's a challenging position for them to be in, but I don't understand how they didn't expect the reaction that they've gotten from the public. You deliberately chose to support this man in court. At some point, you had to have known that this was going to get out. But again, it's not just Mila and Ashton. Many people have written letters in support of Danny Masterson. And I'm curious to see how they're feeling now, you know, now that we have found out that he's going to prison for... 30 to life, the judge gave him the max sentence that he could have gotten considering, you know, the convictions. It's wild. Um, but he ain't getting out anytime soon. Um, okay. But like I said, Christina Ritchie, her statement I think was the best summarized and the most beautifully said. That's the most I want to get into any of the Masterson stuff. I just feel like it's dark and other people I know are covering it more extensively. I believe Emily D. Baker is also covering the legalities of it. So you can go and, you know, check out Emily D. Baker and many other people. I think uh, Donna Bowling is also doing some coverage of it as well. So you can check her out. But in some other legal drama, let's talk about the Chrisleys, shall we? But first, I do quickly want to give a shout out to my pals at Drizzly. You know I love to be a good host, and part of being a good host is having everyone's favorite drink handy. Aperol spritz, I gotcha boo. Vodka soda with a twist, easy peasy. Spicy margarita with a tahine rim and a splash of Grand Marnier Cordon Rouge, no problem boo. 
I got Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. Drizzly's here to be your partner in parties, meaning they're here to help you take the grunt work out of the get-together so you can be a confident host and actually party at your own party. Drizzly is the most convenient way to buy beer, wine, and spirits with delivery to your door when you want it, all from the comfort of your couch. The convenience speaks for itself, and any true Housewives fan knows the importance of being a good party host, and a good host has Drizzly. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. Now must be 21 or older to order. The link is in the description below. I also want to talk about my pals at More Labs, all right? Because I don't know if anybody can relate to this, but I hate wasting time trying to recover from a night of drinking. Maybe you had some drinks with friends on Sunday and woke up a little groggy and foggy on Monday. Or maybe you were just out at the bourbon room throwing around some Chardonnay, and now you're hurting. No thank you. Okay, that's why I love morning recovery. I started to see this little blue bottle everywhere, and I tried it, and now... Never, I never want to drink without it. It's made with ingredients like milk thistle and ginseng to help you recover from last night's fun. Like, sure, you could drink a lot of water and you can chug some Pedialyte or scarf down some greasy food the next morning, but none of these things will leave you feeling glorious. Morning recovery will. It's the game changer, the fountain of youth. Your new drink one before having a good time and wake up ready to go drink. So head to morelabs.com and use code NOFILTER to save 25% off your first purchase. That's morelabs, M-O-R-E-L-A-B-S, morelabs.com, and use code NOFILTER. Both are in the description below. All right, shall we get into the Chrisley family? Let's talk about Todd and Julie and Julie. Okay, so there is some good news for the Chrisleys. They're getting a reduced prison sentence. So Todd and Julie are currently serving their prison time for bank fraud and tax evasion. I believe it was for like, what, like $30 million. Had their trial lost. They were trying to appeal. Didn't end up working out. So now they're in prison. Locked up. We won't let them out, right? Well, Todd was originally sentenced to 12 years in a Florida prison. And he's now gotten his sentence reduced down to about 10 years. So 12 years. 10 years, it's only a decade. That's only 15 iPhones that he'll miss out on until he's free again. Julie, she was originally sentenced to seven years in her Kentucky prison, and um, she's now gotten that down to about five years. So they both got about two years shaved off their sentences, both being model inmates. And I guess Trump signed a first step act, which was to help reduce prison crowding and, you know, try to, you know, make sure nonviolent offenders, you know, aren't crowding our prisons. So they've now been awarded for good behavior behind bars. I'm pretty sure Miss Jennifer Shaw might also be trying to clock in her her good behavior as she's out there hosting the the real housewives of of. Brian, Texas prison, you know, the, the playwright that she was working on as she's teaching all the inmates to read and write because, you know, that's Jen Shaw, just a, a good model citizen. But a lot of people felt like the Chrisley sentencing was a bit harsh. So I guess good behavior pays off. Julie, she'll soon be getting some air conditioning soon because we know that was like one of her biggest complaints is that there's no air conditioning in prison. I mean, is there air conditioning in prison? I guess I've never been to prison. Um so I don't know. Maybe I can ask Dana Wilkie. She's been to prison, right? Maybe we we can learn more about it on her YouTube channel. But I, I don't, is there typically 
air conditioning in prison. I have, I guess I've only known prison from like what you've seen on television because again, I've never been behind bars. Um, but I, I, I don't, I don't know. But listen, Julie's gonna get her. Julie's gonna get her her air conditioning back soon. So five years, I'm sure it's gonna, you know, it's gonna go by like that. It's gonna go by like a breeze. She'll be back home with the family soon. I'm sure she'll get cameras rolling again soon. Tis which it is. Um, okay, let's let's move on. Sorry, that was a little shady. Um, but listen, we throw shade. At least we don't lie on my channel. That's one thing we don't do is lie. Lies are not nice. Lies can get you sued for defamation. Lies make you low budget. Okay, um, let's talk about Tom Sandoval because he has been banned from Schwartz and Sandy's. And Sheena's also talking out about Tom Sandoval on her podcast and how she had a hard time cutting him off. So let's dive into the latest Vanderpump. Co-founder Greg, we've seen him on the show. Remember last season, that was like the whole storyline was like how um, they couldn't get Schwartz and Sandy's open and they were trying to get Schwartz and Sandy's open, but Greg was being Greg was being tough on them and Greg couldn't get the doors open. But Tom's like, we need to get the doors open, man. And so eventually they got the doors open. But like that was literally the entire season of Vanderpump Rules was them putting together Schwartz and Sandy's. And then by the end of it, there was still no Schwartz and Sandy's. We still like it. It wasn't open, right? Weren't they still like closed? are still, like, awaiting their opening. They had, like, their pre-party where the friends and family came over. But and then Lisa was like, I'll give you, you know, I'll give you your money back from Tom Tom to help you open your doors. And she's like, you got to get your doors open, even if you serve chips and salsa. Anyway, Dr Greg has some loose lips. And he, I guess, dished to a fellow patron that went to Schwartz and Sandy's. This is all coming from Dumas. And according to Dumas, apparently Greg also refused to film for Vanderpump Rules this season. He was a lot. He was big. Uh, he was a big part of the storyline last season, but even he claims, according to Dumas, according to this person that reported this to Dumas, even Lisa Vanderpump reached out to Greg and was like, we need you to film. We want you to film. And he wouldn't sign a release. It's unclear if the release that he wanted to sign was for him to be on camera or if it was to allow cameras to film at Schwartz and Sandy's. I think if he's blocking cameras from filming Schwartz and Sandy's, like that would be dumb. Because obviously I feel like Schwartz and Sandy's is going to need the exposure. So I believe they are filming at Schwartz and Sandy's. Greg just doesn't want to be a part of any of this. And I mean, I get it. But he also told these people that he banned Sandoval. And Sandoval is not allowed to come to the restaurant anymore. I find it a little weird that he's kind of just like telling all of this to some random person that just comes into Schwartz and Sandy's. And then this random person randomly goes and spills everything to Demois. But, I mean, I guess, I, listen, everybody in Vanderpump Rules just kind of runs their lips about everything. But it is weird considering Sandoval is a part owner of Schwartz and Sandy's, and yet he's not even allowed at his own restaurant. I guess now he really is, like, a silent owner. I understand Greg not wanting to film, though. He's a businessman. He's not a reality show. I'm, I'm sure he doesn't want to get involved in all this. And listen, last season, they made Greg look really bad. They, like, were bashing him and making it seem like it was his fault that the doors weren't opening. And even Lisa was kind of like, this sounds weird. Greg's, like, dragging his feet. Like, you're bleeding money. And so they didn't make Greg look like a great business partner on the show. So I can understand why he'd be like, no, what am I going to do? I'm going to film with Sandoval. No, Sandoval's not allowed in the restaurant anymore. I'm moving on. Good for Greg. Let Schwartz come and film his scenes there. I do think it's weird, though. And was this like a majority vote where they all voted to not have Sandoval? Like, band, like I need to know more. I need to see the minute note, the, the minutes, the meeting minutes about how this decision was made and how Sandy Balls took the news. Because 
I just think that that would be weird. But that's probably why he's been at TomTom a lot more than he's been at, well, I guess he hasn't been at Schwartz and Sandy's. We'll see. Uh, um, but then when it comes to Sheena, Sheena Shea, she was just on her shenanigans podcast and she was revealing that she had a really hard time cutting off Sandoval. She says that he was the only person that always had her back on the show throughout these, what, 10, 11 seasons or at least 10 seasons. Um, and that they've been really good friends for 15 years. And we're, sorry, I almost said something else shady. When I stopped myself, um, Sheena said that she, not about Sheena or Sandoval, about somebody else, but she says that she's conflicted because I, you know, he did something that hurt her and it hurt her other really good friend and it's overlapped and like affected her life now too, i.e. the restraining order and the fallout with Raquel and all of that sort of stuff. So she says that the entire group dynamic has completely changed, which I get. I think it is kind of weird having Sandoval still around, but we do know that there was a scene that Sheena had to film with Sandoval. I think they were like meditation partners up in Lake Tahoe and it was really emotional. I mean, and I get it. You've been friends with this person for 15 years and then he goes and cheats on your other really good friend, doesn't tell you, and then lashes out at you when you call him out on this. And, you know, and then you are pulled in as collateral damage when somebody like Raquel goes and files a restraining order which she said she regrets and it was just a cooling off period at the reunion. And she was like, I shouldn't have done that. And then she went on Bethany's podcast and, and then like disputed all that. Like she made a fool of herself. Like, listen, Tom came back. He did his job. He showed up. They were forced to work with him, having to face people and having to work things out, whether it's for a show or not. This is why I think a lot of these friendships have continued to ebb and flow throughout the years is because they're forced to have to see each other and they're forced to face these conflicts head on. That comes with a chance at reconciliation, right? We've seen this happen with them before. I mean, even like Jackson Stassi or and or Kristen and Stassi, like they've had, you know, they've had their stuff in the past and they were able to work things out and move forward. Again, the stakes are a lot higher. They're a lot older. They shouldn't be making these mistakes anymore. The betrayal was a lot deeper this time around in comparison to the others. However, when you have to face the conflicts head on and you have to keep seeing each other, reconciliation is kind of inevitable. Okay, Raquel, on the other hand, did not return. She wanted more money. She wanted the same money as Tom and Ariana. Idiot. But anyway, instead, she decided she wanted to pour more salt in the wound and then go and do Bethany's podcast and backtrack on everything she said at the reunion and then take her apology down that she issued to Ariana on her Instagram. But it's okay. Now she's frolicking in the wind with her little Bambi legs. Like, I don't want to trash Raquel. (laughs) Like, I feel like I'm tired of talking about Raquel because I feel like she just keeps making it worse for herself. Like, she keeps digging her hole deeper. But listen, now she's doing her little garden, her secret garden. So maybe she'll be able to like sail off in peace and be the kindergarten. And didn't she want to be a kindergarten teacher or something? Teacher. Um, but yeah. Did y'all read Carl Radke's statement? Carl Radke issued a statement. Well, hold on. Let me finish Vanderpump Rules and then we'll see if Carl Radke really issued a statement. Um, but anyway, speaking of Bethany, though, apparently Greg also revealed that Bethany reached out to him to get him on her podcast. I just think she's slimy, that one. Like, she, she's no longer the number one podcast in the whole galaxy, so now she's just trying to stay relevant. Like, like what does she think? She's going to be the number one podcast in the galaxy forever? She's like, I'm the number one podcast worldwide. I'm an international lifestyle brand, baby. Like, she's an idiot. Like, I feel like I know of a couple of people she's tried to book on her podcast recently, and I'm just like, girl, you're trying to be the new Jerry Springer now. 
Like, I wouldn't be surprised. I can't say, but I wouldn't be surprised if, like, she started hosting paternity tests at this point. I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, now you just look like an idiot. Like, nobody, who wants to go on Bethany's podcast? Who's like, yeah, I want to go on Bethany's podcast and spill the tea. Like, my gosh. I mean, I guess if you were the number one podcast in the whole wide galaxy, then, like, yeah, everybody should want to go and be on your podcast, right? Um, Okay, let's see what Carl, where's Carl's statement? Did he post it on Instagram somewhere? Let's see. Carl Radke. Um, oh, here we go. Official statement. Summer House officially canceled their wedding and call off their engagement. An exclusive with from people. Okay, let's see. Um, in a letter to friends and family obtained by people, Carl Radke announced the news and apologized for any confusion and inconveniences may have caused. Words cannot possibly express how difficult the last two weeks have been for Lindsay and I. We are so incredibly sorry to all of our guests for all the confusion and lack of communication. We were left trying to figure out how this all exactly happened before we could even have the opportunity to determine the path forward amongst ourselves. There have been a lot of false narratives and misunderstandings that have made this all the more painful. But sadly, at this time, we are not moving forward with the wedding. But what are they? I want the truth. The fact of the matter is, oh, what's the fact of the matter? Lindsay is devastated and I'm crushed with how this all transpired. I graciously ask for some patience and grace. Oh, he graciously asked for grace. Okay. We grace, I graciously ask for some patience and grace to heal and recover while we navigate this extremely difficult time. Um, acknowledging that their guests are committed, committed, guests committed of money and time was a lot already. I don't take this lightly. We're super grateful for the love and support you've shown us and we'll do what we can to help with any costs associated with changing plans. I'm sorry again, this has become such a mess. Thanks for your unconditional love and support this during this tough time. We will be in touch with further updates with love, Carl. Wow. What ding dong leaked this to the press? Do we think that they leaked this to the press themselves or do we think that one of their guests leaked this? I mean, listen, if some of their guests are over there talking, you know, I know that that was like a thing that was going around about how like they had the wedding hadn't officially been canceled. But like, listen, if you just break up with somebody like you need a minute to figure out what the cancellation policies are and what it's going to look like and what you're going to do. So, yeah. I'm not surprised. Like, listen, it's going to take a minute. I wish you would have, like, spilled some tea. If this is, like, the letter you wrote to, like, your invited wedding guest, like, I wish you could have been, like, listen, I got a girl pregnant, and Lindsay's kind of mad at me, so we decided to, like, call off the wedding because I didn't make her enough sandwiches. You know, uh, he leaked it from what I read. I mean, well, we don't know if he leaked it, but it does sound – he's the one that wrote the letter. Interesting that it didn't come as, like, a joint letter – on behalf of Carl and Lindsay, you would, well, I mean, is it weird if you're breaking up the wedding to release like a joint? No, I think you should be responsible adults and you should be like, listen, we called off the wedding. We're not getting married. There's still love between, I guess there's not much love left, but I don't know. I guess if I were getting married and I called off the wedding, I guess you do want to send like a personal letter to people, but at the same time, like it's kind of awkward. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he can go on Bethany's number one podcast in the whole galaxy and and tell his side of the story. You know she's already reached out to one of them. You know she reached out to Lindsay, or maybe she reached out to Carl. Who do we think Bethany tried to get? If she got Raquel, and I, she's just such a clown. 
I won't call off hours. Yeah, I would still have the wet. Listen, if I have to pay for it, I'd be like, you know what? Bye. I'm hosting the party. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have lots of F-U-N. Fun. F-U-N. We're going to get bombed and we're going to celebrate the single life. And we're going to play Selena Gomez's new song, Single Soon, because guys go, what? We're single now. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. That's that's the news of the day. Carl ha- is officially calling off the wedding. Um, Mila and Ashton are still in hot water and they're going to be in hot water for a while. I mean, maybe now Scientology can go and scoop them up and be like, all right, come on. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Yeah, I wouldn't call off the wedding. I just think at this point, live life, live it up. But yeah. Ashton and Mila are done. The Chrisleys can celebrate that they've got a reduced prison sentence and will be out a lot sooner. Sandoval's been banned from Schwartz and Sandy's. American Horror Story is coming back September 20th. Are we? Did we decide? Should we do? Let me know if you're down for American Horror Story and Sex in the City, since, like I said, I've been loving Sex in the City. But, uh, like, Carrie Bradshaw, her love story sounds, like, really sad. Like, I'm watching the first season, and she's, like, all in love with Big, and then, like, Big keeps coming in and out of her life. And then we know in the reboot, spoiler alert, we know that in the reboot, he dies. Obviously, we know why he dies, because there were allegations against him and, you know, whatever, outside the actor, not Big the Big. But I'm sure Big is just as shady, right? Listen, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm watching it, and I'm just like, so she dates this guy, and they're in a situationship throughout their entire lives, and then he just, like, that would be me. I would be in a situationship with the guy until he died on me in the end, and I was like, great, you were worth my time. You were really worth the investment. And then I can't even be mad at you because it's not like you left me, but you did leave me by dying. Sheesh, what a mess. What a mess. And come on, did we not know Miranda? She's the one with the red hair, right? She was always a lesbian, let's be clear. She was always a lesbian since she was pretending to be a lesbian in season one. That's the one, right? Or she's Charlotte. Which one's Charlotte? The one with the red hair. That became a lesbian in the reboot. Yeah, there we go. Oh, what is Brian in the live chat saying? Brian says, I'm sad to say this as well. Zach and I broke off our engagement. Have we ever dated? No, we asked for your patience with us as we work through this. Yes, my my heart is broken. Um, oh, Miranda. Okay, sorry. Charlotte's not a lesbian. Miranda's a lesbian. I'm still learning everybody's names and all the characters, all right? Maybe Miranda's a lesbian too. Who knows? Let her live her life. She can be a lesbian. She can be go sober and just pull. She can do a full Car, uh, Carl Radkin, Kyle Richards, right? Just go sober and, and bat for the other team for a little bit. That's speculation. I'm not making any accusations. That's called speculation and it's called a joke. There we go. All right. Moving on. Miss moving on all right thank you guys for tuning in today i hope you had a wonderful monday i hope you had a wonderful weekend i will be back on wednesday we'll have more tea to spill i'll be live again on thursday night and we will i think i'm gonna do a members only today so if anybody's a member on youtube i think i might do a mini members only just because you know what i'm living life and i'm feeling it today I'm breaking news. I ain't scared of shit. I'm fabulous. And I'm flaunting it. I'm fabulous. And I'm flaunting it. Mm, mm, I'm still hot. All right. There we go. Give me a follow at Just Plain Zach all over the internet if you want to keep up with me. You can follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. And stay tuned. More tea to be spilled. New episodes of No Filter with Zach Peter are every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Don't forget to check out Fem Tarot's YouTube channel for the live stream that I did with, with Natalie and with Donna Bowling. 
Stay tuned. Love Donna Bowling. Love Femtero. So go show them some love and support. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave me a nice Apple podcast review because I love that validation and I appreciate all the love you got from me. All right, guys, I will talk to you later. Ciao for now. Subscribe on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube. Follow on Spotify if you're listening or watching this on Spotify. And I will chat with y'all soon. All right. Ciao for now. Have a good one. Bye. 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 Bye.